What's up, bosses? Welcome to this episode of The Boss Cast. I'm your host, Carlin Stafford. And I'm Isela Forty Reels. If you're tuning in, odds are, like us, you love trucks. They're fun to drive and fun to look at, but there's a lot of work that goes into them, especially under the hood. And that's why this episode, we're talking automotive technicians, the ones who keep those big rigs running. So let's get rolling. You're listening to Boss Cast, an Opportunity Media Group production that raises awareness for our nation's professional drivers with news, information, and entertainment that cover all things trucking and the topics that affect you most. BossCast keeps you informed with the stories and the people and businesses behind the stories that move our economy. Enjoy the show. Trucks are some of the most impressive vehicles on the road. And it's not just their size and power, it's also their function. I mean, there's literally nothing we have in this country that isn't moved by a truck. But none of that work would be possible if it wasn't for the people in the garages and shops tuning, fixing, and repairing the rigs. That's right. Automotive techs keep trucks running and keeps things moving as a result. You know, I really didn't know the difference between technician and a mechanic until I did a little research. A lot of experts and industry leaders say the titles are kind of interchangeable nowadays. Right? According to them, everyone who works on vehicles today are well-rounded and knowledgeable about all parts and systems, be it technically or mechanically. But of course, like all industries out there, there are those who are specialized, and that specialization dictates the titles. For those who specialize in electronics, which as we all know have become a huge part of all vehicles, they are more the technicians. And for those who focus and work mostly on the mechanical system, well, those are the mechanics. But again, it's important to remember most everyone who works in the automotive repair industry is going to be skilled at both. It really just boils down to which area they specialize in. You know, Carlin, we actually have an automotive tech expert that we've talked to before, and he's way more knowledgeable than both of us. That's right. It's been a while since we chatted with George Ahrens. He's a busy man with a new title now, but we recently had some time to sit down and catch up. I went to work full-time for the ASE Education Foundation, which is the education arm of ASE. I worked part-time for them as a field manager in the medium heavy-duty truck arena, working with schools in the medium heavy-duty truck. And now in January of uh, 2020, I was asked to come on full-time as staff in a vice president's role. Still doing a lot of the same things, but a little bit deeper and uh, working with all of our programs, auto collision and truck, our field staff, and many of our foundation partners. You've probably heard of the Automotive Service Excellence, AKA ASE, or at the very least, seen the blue seal patch on the uniforms of technicians around the country. This organization is responsible for certification and education of technicians. The education branch that George works for is involved in getting auto collision and truck programs accredited at high schools and colleges, making sure they meet and follow national standards to ensure students are ready to enter the workforce. But they also work to establish a relationship and advisory committee with local businesses to help create job opportunities for students and even offer entry-level testing. Everybody's familiar with the professional-level testing, but we have an entry-level testing, which is a work readiness credential. Students take it while they're in school. It's actually proctored at school, and it only carries a two-year value. And the reason for that is once a student earns a student or entry-level certification, 
it allows their potential employer to know that they have the skills that they need to enter the workforce in those disciplines in which they receive those certifications. And then once they've been on the job for the two years, they've earned the two years work experience that is part of the requirements of an ASE professional certification. Talk about a useful certification. Having students show they're trained before they get the job makes an employer's job of hiring even easier. Now, Isela, George may have had a title change since the last time we spoke with him, but his goals haven't really changed. He's still working to address the shortage of technicians out there. You've probably heard of it. It's the proverbial boogeyman that a lot of companies and industry experts are scared of. But is a lack of people really the problem, or are there some other underlying problems? The first thing I've said to everybody is if you're an employer and you're hiring, do you have a shortage of applicants or do you have a shortage of qualified applicants? And we've we've surveyed a lot of employers and nearly 90% say qualified applicants. That means we're not lacking the interest of young people or veterans into our industry. The problem is, is whatever industry is expecting in an entry level employee, they're not getting or that individual doesn't have the employability skills or soft skills as we sometimes related to to get past the interview in order to show their technical skills. So basically, the problem isn't that people aren't trying to get into the automotive technician industry. It's that employers are expecting, oftentimes unfairly, applicants to have skills that entry-level employee may not have yet. So how do they fix it? So some of the things that we're working on is doing a better job of industry and education communicating and managing expectations of what do we truly expect in an entry-level employee. And one of the things that we've been following is through COVID, you would think that many programs being virtual, an auto program or a truck program or some of those skilled programs, enrollment would drop because some of it is just 100% virtual. And actually we've seen a small increase um, in the automotive and a small increase in the truck about a 2.1% increase in enrollment. So clearly there's still an interest. And between the three transportation courses, auto, collision, and truck, this year we have a, oh, that we can put our fingers on over 159,000 students taking some class, some form of another in the US. So once again, it strengthens my belief that it's not that young people aren't interested, we just have to, take this pipe and and kind of fill the leaks so that more of these students that start in these programs graduate and into the workforce. It just goes to show that the interest and desire of these jobs are there. Now it's getting people in those empty positions and keeping them there, which as George explains, is another problem altogether. The other thing that we found at ASE through a survey we did a couple years ago is we lose 42% in the first two years. Mm -hmm. And I call that eating our young. And the reason I say that is we put these individuals into the workplace and we ask them to be productive first day on the job. We don't mentor them into your company or shop culture, or even worse, your shop culture is caustic enough that it's not ready to take on an entry level or an individual of that nature. And 
without mentoring the sophistication of today's trucks and vehicles are not like when you know i started in the industry uh, they were much simpler we have to be able to onboard these individuals into our company culture our shop culture and grow them into our workplace we need to stop looking at them as an expense and as an investment What a statement, not as an expense, but as an investment. That's a mantra a lot of businesses need to live by. Valuing your employees and making sure they're well-trained before expecting them to be productive. According to George, of those more than 40% that leave within the first two years, almost half go on to other trades. So they still wanna work with their hands and get to work. He goes on to say that if you're having to replace a tech every two years, you're losing money. He points out that these trends are being noticed and changes are being made. Many of the fleets and companies are starting to recognize these things, and many of them have put together their own internal apprenticeship program mm -hmm. or their school-to-work program. We at ASE are also working on a national registered apprenticeship program from the U.S. Department of Labor for our automotive programs, and then hopefully move into the other two areas. But for those that are still a bit resistant to change, those who say, well, we did it this way and look how we turned out, or this is how it's always been, George has some advice. It's that balance between family and work and employers understanding that balance that's important to your generation. And we have to stop thinking about wh how what we did when we came through the ranks. And we have to understand the needs of the future workforce. That's one of the main points George makes in many of his presentations and advisements. You have to create a place where the younger generation want to work. And if you don't, nothing is going to keep them there. Not money, not time off, nothing. We've been telling employers for 40 years that we're leaving for 25 cents more an hour. And we've always said that since the 70s. And people still believe that's why it is. But most people do not leave necessarily for money. They leave because the work environment is that or they're not happy where they are. And it's festered inside of them long enough that, here's my quote, the unknown is better than staying with you. Think right. about that. And some employers get that and the ones that don't, they're eating our young. Listen to him just bust out with memorable quotes one after another. I think he's done this once or twice, Carlin. <laughs> right? He's a fool of great advice. And he's a huge advocate of changing the narrative, telling people that this shortage is fixable. It's just a matter of proper training and the right work environment. The mentoring, and we at ASC are working on updating mentor training that was developed years ago to the 21st century to take in all of those key components that are important to your generation and other things like that. And to ensure that that mentor, one, is compensated for their time and recognized for the job that they do so that they don't lose money while they're taking on this intern, because they're really growing this intern for the benefit of the company. And then at the same time, making sure this intern or this apprentice is comfortable in the work environment and feels like they're part of the family. 
And let's be honest, with your generation, if you can't feel like you're part of the family, you're going somewhere else. He also has some advice for new techs that may have found one of those shops with a toxic work environment. It can basically be summed up by three words. Do your research. You have to research the company that you are going to work for. You have to understand the pay structure and all of those things that as an entry level technician, we don't think of sometimes, you know, before you really marry somebody, you date them for a while, but you want to learn about them, you know, and now through social media, you can learn so many things without stepping through the door or making face to face contact. He also said something that really resonated with me. It's not all employers. So don't let a bad company ruin your experience in the industry. If working on rigs is what you want to do, don't let a toxic shop or a bad boss dim the flames. And that can be said about everything, right? I mean, I'm sure there's a ton of drivers out there that have had plenty of bad bosses or bad situations. But you pick yourself up, change what you can, and get back in the driver's seat. 100% agree with you there, Isela. Now, if you're interested in learning more from George, who has been on several virtual panels during the pandemic and plans to be on even more as we head further into 2021, you can go to the ASEEducationfoundation.org. You can find a lot of great information about what they're working on. And if you're wanting to become an auto technician, it's got a lot of resources to work with. Well, that does it for this episode of The Boss Cast. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review below. And don't forget to follow The Truck Boss Show on Facebook and check out our weekly show and daily trucker news brief on YouTube. And why do we do this, Carlin? Because you're the boss.